Josh, we're live. I've heard of Halloween horror movies, but that was ridiculous. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Only Weird Games, formerly known as Time's Ours. Welcome to a very spooky, a very trick-filled, a borderline treatless edition of Only Weird Games here on KCSN. Joshua Briscoe, Seth Kaiser, Nate Taylor with you today. Seth, how are you doing? Chiefs lost to the Broncos. The All-22 is not up yet. What? And it's snowing. Mm. And let me just tell you, girl, some days you just reach into the well looking for something or hoping for perhaps the sweet release of a meteor. But then you laugh a little and you figure it'll probably be okay. Yeah, why don't you know? Let's you be, make you good. Let's let's be the antidote, okay? Like let's be the antidote. It's snowing, guys. It's by the way, this isn't a bit. No, this is what happens to Minnesotans. The first that the have first, gotten like the first fall of snow. It's been the last two winters have been so bad, guys. Um, so bad, and it's starting already. Well. As someone who just came from a blizzard, uh, I have no sympathy for you. And, uh, you know, they, they look, I'm going to try to be the antidote. All right. They told us it was going to snow. It was not a snow game. They told us it was going to be a flu game. It was not a flu game. Not the one that you anticipated. Uh, can I name drop? Please do. Seth, put down that sharp object. Is that it's a katana just, letter opener? It's, it's a about. katana letter opener. And given my heritage, we're like this close to seppuku, man. Like, Oh, ooh, Tucker <laughs> makes a great point also. Tucker says, if you remember my farmer's tale correctly, you're going to have 30 snowfalls this winter. Tucker, who hurt you? Like, what? <laughs> what? Like, they did not see a man on a ledge and throw him on a rope. Rather than chucking an anvil at him to see, is it? He, he threw a whole like coil of rope at you, not attached to anything. <laughs> no, I'm Did sure it'll be. Did you get it? Hey, drop uh, it? drop some names before Seth drops himself. Um, it was their Pippin Fluke. Wow. Oh wow. Oh, Pippin Fluke. Thanks, the trail. Um, look, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to name drop. It is Saturday. It is in the afternoon. I am in our lovely, just incredibly clean, efficient, civic pride of an airport. And then United tells me that it's snowing. Yes, I, I know this United. Flight getting delayed. Okay. Reasonable. Understand it, you know? It's cold over there. Um 
is that Urban Meyer? <laughs> oh, that can't be. Can't be Urban Meyer. Big Noon Saturday was in Lawrence. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Urban Meyer was stuck at Brown and Lowe in the airport trying not to be seen, but I saw him. <laughs> was he chatting up a barista? or Ooh, He was at the bar. That's <laughs> <laughs> you know, my new defense mechanism. I'm not going to tell any other details, but he was at a bar. He was at the bar of Brown and Lowe in the Kansas City airport. Also, trying to get to his destination and it was at that point ladies and gentlemen that i knew yeah it's gonna be a weird one sunday it's gonna be a weird one that was before they told us this man had the flu that was before they told us oh it's gonna be 14 feet of snow that stopped snowing literally while guys were warming up so look we're just here to be the antidote to your miserable monday and i'm here to tell you guys that i yeah. Coaching staff got to get better. Mm. Um, now, now, now that it's just Matt Nagy calling the plays, just like it was just Eric Bieniemy calling the plays for the last four or five years, and before that, it was just Doug Peterson calling the plays. I assume that it's only. Oh, I actually, just see that someone did comment this. I'm sorry, B. Parker. I'm not trying to pick on you. My mentions and my emails are a bunch of, hey, do you think it's Matt Nagy? And my response is always, look, it's Andy Reid's offense. I have Reed's a, offense last year. And this happens every year. I have a theory, though. I'm, a, I'm, I'm excited to hear a theory. I hey, Nate, a theory. hey, Nate, here, here's, here's what I'm going to tell you. Here's what I'm going to tell you to do with, the, okay. with that theory. Okay. Now, I'm doing the arm-waving visual bit. I'm waving towards myself saying, Nate, Bring bring that story to us. Bring that story back. Much like Patrick Mahomes gestured to six year NFL veteran Marquez Valdez Scaling to come back. Uh, yeah. No, no. If 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 they were taught to come back for footballs like every high school receiver knows, obviously the Chiefs aren't teaching them how to do that, so it's clearly a coaching issue. Uh-oh. You know what? Did they not coach MVS to hang on to the ball <laughs> when he catches it? This is gonna be a weird one. I can tell. Did they it's tell really did they tell Sky Moore, Ashley, you know what? Good for Andy Reid for sticking up for Sky Moore, by the way. Good for Andy Reid for lying for Sky Moore. I mean, he, he has to. He, he got his arm a little. Yeah, he did. Arm, yeah, he did. You know? I agree. He got and his arm a little. That's why he was sitting there, like, holding one arm up. And that, I didn't like he got one hand on the ball and started to pull it in, but just, his other arm, he just couldn't get there with he it. He really, that, that was the thing, because, like, he missed with his other hand, too. Yeah. So it's it was. like, come on, man. I'm like, that is not what prevented him. Nate, I'm sorry. I cut Touch you off. the ball with one hand. Maybe you get the call, actually. Yeah. I don't know. That's kind of he interesting. Just, just anything but what happened. So here's my theory, guys. Um, Bad Nagy is known for creativity. And for an ability to, you know, get on the perimeter, get on the edge. Okay, this uh, I can tell I'm going to end up agreeing with. By the way, he has he has a he has a he has a reputation for making it fun, a flair for it, if you will. a flair for it. Um, now one of the best things about last year's team, as the season went along, is that Andy Reid said, "Look, I have 51 percent of the vote, baby," and it's Patrick's involved. And Nagy's involved because he was a quarterback coach. And of course, Bienemy's involved. And I always felt Bienemy was 
the yin to the yang for Andy Reid in a lot of sense of reminding him that, like, run the bleeping ball, Andy. The game is about physicality. The game is about moving your opponent for more territory. And the reason the Chiefs have struggled in the red zone is because I believe, my theory is, there's an imbalance between an all-world quarterback with the flu, which is just tremendous, an all-world quarterback with the flu, an offensive coach who doesn't put any things on tape, and an offensive coordinator who's just dying to get to the next creativity versus turn your back to the defense and hand it to the bulldozer. <laughs> when you're inside the 15 and the defense is playing zone. Additional quick note, the running backs coach was an NFL wide receiver. So, like, bleep her out. I really, the second year in a row, by the way. Yes, the second year in a row. But to be fair, like, Greg Lewis is a certified assistant head coach. Todd Pinkston is trying to get towards that. Yeah, I don't mean that they're not qualified for that job, but yes. in the sensibilities of an offense kind of thing, it's kind of an interesting little wrinkle. Yes, and who's the, who's the wide receiver coach, Josh? A uh, new guy. So it's got here. It's I mean, he's been around for a little bit, but it's his first year as a as yes. a positional coach. Yes, it's it's a it's a transitional year for the coaching staff in ways that maybe some people don't realize or recognize. I just had some loose strings on my hoodie, man. Seth, you do weird bleep during the show all the time. I do one bit, and it's like I Seth can't focus. Can anybody tell me when Isaiah Pacheco got the ball in five inside the, the red zone? Can anybody do that? Can anybody do that? Well, it was yeah. probably there were a couple attempts at like a horizontal throw. When it wasn't a first down handoff to keep the defense on it so we can continue to throw the football on second and third down. Yeah. It never happened, kids. This is what I'm saying. It never happened. Why is he on the team? You, you know, you can't score a touchdown by running the football. Um, that is pretty much my biggest coaching criticism yeah. for their loss. Um, because, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes kind of told me the truth, guys. I don't know if you heard it, Josh, in the postgame show. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, despite everything, I had to ask Patrick, well, hey, man, I know that you know you can't tell me the truth. And that's okay. And by the way, you feel miserable. And like, eh, I don't want to write when I'm sick, let alone play a football game. So you know what? I don't know, man. Did they, did they give more attention to Kelsey today? And Parker said, no, baby, they didn't do that. No, it's similar types on coverage, you know. They just they just trying to make us patient. But also, Nate, write this down. Every team's going to try to do it. Mm. And I might be a little scared right now. Because mm. I'm sick. And I don't feel good. And we didn't score a touchdown. And every team might try to do it now. And we have to have the answers. And that is the entire thing that we learned yesterday. The Chiefs, kind of like in 2021 are being forced to play a certain way and they have to make the adjustment to the adjustment. And how soon they do that is up to them and largely up to the coaching staff on the offensive side of the ball. I still don't have the all 22. This is, let me, 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 can't watch it till after the show anyway. So 
Yeah. Seth, Seth, that's I'd rather you not water your- until after the show anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Look, let me let me tell you the I most really prefer that was that was a great mode of communication. I'm gonna compare you to my wife again. That was a oh, great boy. way to communicate B- with bingo. Me. Is that a bingo spot yet? Can Seth yeah. compares Josh to his wife? Can that be a bingo spot? I'm just saying it's it's a testament to your ability to read character when you can say when you understand immediately you cannot do Seth. What I meant to say was I'd really prefer if you did not do this because you were you were just waiting for me to be like, don't watch this. Yeah, <laughs> I really was. Yeah, that's exactly. Oh, I can't. Really? Do I have eyeballs on my computer here? I'm gonna do it, you know, and whatever. Oh, that's yeah, you're a petulant lawyer. I know you, and so did your wife. <laughs> just... Petulant, honestly. I was petulant long before I became an attorney. Um, but no, I like, just I wanna I wanna build on something Nate said. The podcast up, so, about actually. being being sure. forced to play a certain kind of way. Yep. Something that was different about this game, and because I haven't been able to watch Field 22, I can't confirm it for sure, but a lot of Denver's drops looked like zone drops. Mm-hmm. Not not man coverage drops. And here's the reason that matters. Last year, teams couldn't really do that consistently because, in addition to Kelsey, uh, Podwife, I like Podwife. That's a good comment. Anyway, um... Oh, I don't. That's me, then. No, I don't like... <laughs> So, in addition to Kelsey, last year, <laughs> you're pot adult. <laughs> in addition to Kelsey, who's everyone knows he's a he's a known zone breaker. He's excellent at it. Um, but you can give him enough ten- attention. The issue is they had Juju Smith Schuster, and a word I'm gonna be using a lot today is consistency. Juju Smith Schuster consistently found the right spots against zone. And I know people are saying, hey, Seth, didn't you say that Rasheed Rice is, is getting pretty good at that? Yeah, he's getting pretty good about that. But he's a rookie, which means, you know what it's not going to be? Consistent. That is, and when you're not consistent with something, that means you can't be counted on to do something, which means you're going to get overlooked the times when you do the something. That's that's where things become problematic and things don't match up. It's like, oh, well, what do you mean Sky Moore can't beat man coverage at intermediate levels? I saw him do it twice. Yep, out of how many routes? And the problem is, if your quarterback saw you not do it five or six times in a row, I'm not trying to just pick on Sky Moore. There were a lot of issues there. Mahomes might have missed him a couple times and I'm not aware of. We'll, we'll, I'll, I'll look at the film. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. is the fun thing about today with you not having seen it yet, Seth. One of us got to see all 22 in real time, and I can't yeah. wait to ask Nate about those questions. I, that I makes want to ask answer. about that because this has been the first game, and I knew this was coming. This has been the first game where there's like a Mahomes pushback, where it's like, ah, oh, he's missing open receivers all over the field, and the examples people are giving me are not good ones. Look, guys, guys, um, let me just give you one. On the Sky Moore, you could call it a drop. You could call it a poorly tracked ball. Whatever you want to call it, right? That uh-huh. was kind of the death knell. That was the death knell of the, the comeback, really. Because honest to God, even at that point, I was like, they're going to come back and win this. like, And I'm going to be super annoyed all week. And then he didn't connect. I was like, oh, holy crap, they might lose. Like, And that's it's a weird experience being a Chiefs fan these days. Because my wife's comment was, well, they have to lose sometimes. I was like, how dare you? <laughs> was like, they really don't. The ni- yeah. Honey, let me tell you about the 1972 Miami Dolphins. Yeah, I was like, there are some teams that don't have to lose. So... Here's what I would say, you know, 
Did Morgan his arm grab? Yeah. Could it have been called? Yeah. Could he have made it an easier call for the refs? Or making the ball better? Yeah. Or we could just horse collar MVS with the ball. In oh, oh no. <laughs> that one, that one's way worse. That, way, that, one, that one does not bother me one bit. I don't, you know what happened to MVS is a felony in some states. Federal crime. Yeah. Like, that's just like, if I, if that happened to a dude walking down the street, I'd charge him with a crime. Like, now that's a lot of football to be fair. If, the, if they were down that <laughs> bad to the Broncos, would you really, like, would you actually? No, I love I love so, the rest looked at Andy and was like, scoreboard. <laughs> yeah, they're like they're like Andy, you got to chill, man. It's over. And Andy's like sitting there like thirteen seconds, guys. Like this could happen. Mahomes over there like I have a hundred and three degree temperature and I just want to go home. <laughs> but okay, so let me raise like we'll need to get in a field goal range like six more times. <laughs> So let me finish the thought here. So Sorry. on that play with Skymore, no, it's fine. I think I interrupted myself like three times before anyone interrupted me. So, yes, Jet McKinnon was on the right side of the field without a defender within three or four yards of him. That doesn't mean he's open because he's stationary and there's three zone defenders in the area that are right behind the line of scrimmage. So here's what happens, and, and this is going to lose something to people that are not you know, watching left. So when a quarterback in the NFL moves against zone coverage, like when he goes from looking straight ahead or looking right to coming back left, or in this case, coming left, coming back right, those zone defenders move with him. Jet McKinnon would have had his head ripped off by the time that ball arrived. That is not a missed open receiver. And you've got to just, and again, I'm sure no one here thinks that that's one of the misses. But that those are the things that are getting put in my in my mentions, whatever they're called these days. I don't know what they're called now. <laughs> I think that's the only thing they didn't change. Yeah. Mentions or what how does it start with an X? <laughs> it just is something to understand um in, in terms of what a missed shot is. And that's it, it just it's just something worth knowing. And and, and I don't know what Mahomes' film looked like. I do know the examples people have given me so far about missing open receivers have not been a good one. But that, that's just something I had to get off my chest because there, there are issues here. Mahomes has not been as good as he was, I would say, most. It's been, I, I think he's been, Nick Wright said it pretty well, I thought. He's been a very good quarterback. Even by, by my charting, he's been very good. But he hasn't, he's only been like the, the, the fire-breathing dragon a couple of games. And he's had a couple games where he's had some weird stuff against Denver the last time. I charted him as having five missed shots or missed open receivers that he should have seen within the progression. Um, against the Lions, he had three. He's got, before last night, he had 11 total on the season. So it's not like, you know, they had eight in those two games and then the other games, there's three. But he had a weird accuracy night against the Jets. So it's not that Mahomes is not, um, that he's been perfect or that he doesn't share some blame. But, however, in our desire to be like, no, no, it's not this, it's this. Like, this isn't like a zero-sum game where, like, if you say the receivers have not been good, that means you absolve Mahomes and Andy Reid and Matt Nagy completely, and that's just a frustrating thing. I apologize. It's not a zero-sum game, but it was a zero-touchdown game, Nate. So what did nice. go wrong? Let me tell you the one play that you can watch, and I I, I wrote about it on Twitter, and it was kind of clunky at the time because – I don't know, halftime, you're just trying to... I'm trying to respond to as many people as I can quickly. But I slowed it down multiple times. You can watch it on the non-live 22. Um, you're in the red zone. It's still a game up in the air. It's before the, the half. 
And, you know, there are different situations for different times you're in the red zone, depending on the score and obviously the time of the game. But what most coaches will tell you is, hey, man, we're, we've already worked to get down there. So if all else fails, we cannot have a turnover. We have to get three. At least, obviously, the goal was to get seven. It's the second quarter. You know they're in zone. And this is where the coaching staff picks the right play. Hey, the middle zone defender is going to have to make a choice. Is he going to go with, I believe at the time, Rasheed Rice towards the middle? Or is he going to shade more to the dig, which is what Sky Moore is running? It's a 10-yard dig. He doesn't run it great, but he runs it well enough to be wide open. And the quarterback, as Seth alluded to earlier, is going middle to right. And you can see it because Sky is going right to left. He's in the view. One Mississippi, two Mississippi. I'm at the I'm at the back of my drop. No. So this is what Alex Smith was really good at. This is why he was called check down, you know, Captain Checkdown at a point, or he was called Mr. Eat the Football. If you don't like it, you have to eat the football. Or you check it down. Um my host did neither, and he got strip sacked. So what are we supposed to surmise from that? The guy who ran the route for the right play call against a certain coverage was not trusted with the football. Full stop. That is your clearest example of this entire season that Patrick Mahomes does not trust Guy Moore. And, it is, and it is on tape. We have evidence. That's from two weeks ago in the first Denver game as well. I, I wrote about that, that you could really sum it up as a trust issue. There were several plays where Mahomes looked, saw more, clutched, and then held it. Yep. And and here's the deal. He's let it go a couple times too, and it hasn't always gone amazingly. Now, what, what do you do with that? Is that a quarterback issue? Is that a receiver issue? The answer is yes, mm-hmm. because, man, that throw to the back of the end zone, that's a big boy throw. That's a, hey, you're up against Sertan, but you got to step. Get this done, buddy. No, you didn't? Okay, fair enough, I guess. Like, I just like. Oh, it's, it's, it's a very chicken and egg sort of relationship with the two of them right now where it's hard to say who's at blame other than to say they're both at blame. Like, Sky has not done enough to gain more trust from Mahomes, and when Mahomes has given him trust, like, I'm going to stare you down. This is also when I was like, yeah, he might have the flu. Hike. One, two, three. Is that Patrick Sertan? F it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's Sky Moore's my hike, kids. And I think he was thrilled that it was incompletion. But it was also like, those two decisions don't compute. Right. Where it's like, okay, Sky didn't win his route against Patrick Sotin. That happens. Patrick Sotin, very good quarterback. Hey, he, for a large part of time, when not covering Travis Kelsey, kind of eliminates a third of the field. So I get it. You know, Sky ran his route as well as he could as well as he could run it against Patrick Sotin. Pat's late on the throw and the decision. And it's like, 
okay, he might have the flu. <laughs> that was my, like, okay, he might have the flu. But then, as Seth says earlier, unfortunate two, gotta have it. I want, I cannot wait for this all 22 moment, Seth. That he dropped that in a bucket. Yeah. It's, it's one of the best throws he's made all year. Yeah. <laughs> and with the flu, Jackson Watson catches that. That's all I'm saying. Game on the line <laughs> with a dude in his face because he had to hold the ball for the route to obviously develop down. Oh. And then also, um, he said hike. And, <laughs> and three, three different Broncos were like, hell no, not you, Travis. Anybody but you. Yeah, and that is the all 22 clip that I can't wait for you to watch is the fact that Travis is like, okay, I have an option route. It's only fourth and two. I got a lot of options to go with. Said hike. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a little shake. Look, okay, I'm here, and three dudes just can't <laughs> So Pat's like, I mean, I want to throw you the ball, but I can't. That's no, that's that's three on one. All right, all right, let me get to my wreath. Ooh. Ooh. holy crap! There's a dude in my face. Yeah, just one of the greatest throws of the season. Yeah, and I don't care if your hand got held, man. You are a professional football player whose responsibility is to make that catch when the game's on the line. That's well, why you're on the field. And it was his it's his upper arm that gets held. You've got to eventually be able to fight through some contact. Yes. And that that's is, that's it, part of the problem that Moore's sport. that's part of the problem that Moore has had. Is that yeah. his his strength through contact, whether it's on his route, because he's he's smooth, but he's not strong. Like you can see it in he was a yak guy in college. He gets tackled a little bit easier than you think. The difference between him and Rasheed Rice with the ball in their hands. Now, Rasheed's a bigger dude Correct. compared to him. Yes. Not, not, big en- not big enough to get a screen pass in the middle of an offensive line needing to get two yards, but a bigger dude. <laughs> well, that he was tripped, and that was kind of blatant, honestly. I don't know what the rule is on tripping. I think when it's incidental, I think it's fine. Correct. But you can't I mean, when you can't tell who did it. It's fine. Yeah, yeah and it was just like because it, it was clearly he was tripped. But I was also like, nah, I'm not really mad they didn't call that. But like, and then also, I mean, let's face it, Rasheed did drop one in the middle of the field where he had. His problem is when he knows he's got a lot of room. You could just see him just on housing this as it's coming in. He's like, I am going to take this another 20 yards. That safety is about to get blown up behind me. And I don't know if I'm going to And, like, sorry, I'm sure I just didn't register just now. But it actually came through, believe it or not. It really did. That's weird. Yeah. So it, it really is a. Where kid when you need him? What is that the opposite of catching a stray? But is it like catching the. Catching a miracle is the catch yeah, Catching a little compliment, you know? Yeah, and that's a compliment. Marshall so, didn't want to call do, it. Do you want to know the difference, though, between Rice and Moore? Yes. I mean, I several. And, <laughs> there are several. But the biggest difference in terms of trust, because what people say, well, Moore, well, Rice dropped one, too. And a gimme. However, there, there's a scale here. If someone has made some catches and made some adjustments and done been in the place I expected them to be five, six, seven, eight times in a row, then when they have a drop, which he hasn't had a rough drop in a few weeks, which is nice, you know, he it's every time with him, it's he wants to start running. I get it. He's a gifted yak guy. So Mahomes, you, you build up some credit. Let me, like, how do you... So I can get away with certain things in my marriage. I knew this was going to be a marriage thing. I can yeah. tell him it was... I yeah. don't, I can, there's certain things I can get away with because I've built up credit. 
Like, you know, when I, once a week, come home a half hour later than I say I'm going to. Because I'm recording only weird games. From the office. Yeah, from the office. Honey, I'm at the office. I'm doing very important lawyer things and making sounds with Nate. <laughs> and so... Because that's I, a way. I, you can build up a credit. <laughs> you can build up a credit by, you know, let's say you, you took out the garbage the day before. You helped clean up when she was feeling a little tired. You took the kids. You hung out with them for a while so she could go rest. I'm Sounds brutal. Sounds trust. brutal, man. You 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 cleaned the house a little bit and hung out with your children, Dad of the Year. <laughs> Thank you. You I love, prefer to think of it more as me doing her a favor. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, always, <laughs> I always say, I'll let you get your nails done, and they look so pretty, baby. They look so pretty. <laughs> yeah, so they just pretty. you just you 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 can build up credit. And Rasheed Rice, he's had a couple rough drops this year, but he's had way more in the debit than in the credit. Whereas with more. It's been. He forgot your birthday, your anniversary, yeah, your kid's he, birthday. Your... That dude, he refers to being a dad as doing you a favor, you know, <laughs> things like that. And that's where that's where the major difference is. And even is he the dad with the white beater who's like, hey, I I, I was part of that equation that that made that that child. <laughs> when he when when I he has to there? when he has to stay home with the kids, he calls it babysitting. Yeah. No, I'll, like, I'll, I'll maybe, babysitting I'll babysit your my children. Kid. Right. I'll pay child support by collecting a check and feeding them sometimes. Yeah. Like, you know, we have gotten too far on our vague really Sky Moore critique, by the way. Yeah. 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 We're, yeah. Sky Moore is catching a lot of strays here. Oh, but, 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 there's Sky Moore, but also, there's not trust. There's not trust. If I'm home an hour late, my wife's not like, who is she? I'm like, well, there's a lot of reasons for that, okay? But also, but but to your point, Seth, like, Sky can't come to the, like, he can't do an A.J. Brown. He can't come to yes. the quarterback on the sideline and say, throw me the damn ball. Like, because, again, he hasn't. Can you imagine? I kind of wanted to, honestly. I would. Like, I think we would see a side of Mahomes that we haven't seen. I think we really would. We I'd would like see, to see like that a, Sky Moore, honestly. I'd like to see Sky of, Moore pissed he didn't have the football. Yeah, because the thought is like, okay, AJ Brown goes up to <laughs> goes up to uh Jayla Hurts and says, Hey, they they traded for me. And we went to the Super Bowl last year and and uh and you know, I I would like to be productive. I I would like the ball in my hands. And um, you know, he's been a monster ever since. So look. And I mean that in a good way. Like AJ Brown is so terrifyingly good. Yeah, um, he's freakishly good. Oh my god! He's my there... favorite just to watch. It just yes. he can do it. He does everything because he can run rounds. He's great at contested catches. You want to try to tackle me? That's hilarious. Like he's he's incredible. But it's not like Tyreek coming in the huddle because this happened and said, "Hey, I'm open." Right. And Pat would go, "I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> I know." <laughs> Like, yeah. the entire 2021 season is, hey, I'm open. I know. And then you look at, and I want people to do this right now. Look up the stats. This man asked for more targets when he had the most receptions in deep history. Did he have, like, 180 targets or some insane number? And he was, he probably was open. But- and he was. That's the point. The yeah. point was Tyreek was like, what? I'm open. And Pat's like, I know. Can I? We got to spread it around, baby. <laughs> like, right. You know? So... It's Sky Moore is in the worst possible scenario, which is you were expected to be relied upon. 
you had a great training camp. I can't yeah. say that enough. Sky Moore had a great training camp. So did Richie James. Mm. Probably never going to play another staff in a Kansas City Chiefs uniform. Well, I'm just glad that that Andy that Brett Beach is busy working on that. Look, <laughs> he's trying to get a pick somewhere. <laughs> can I get can I get a low round pick from somebody? Yeah. Um. Which you know only they had a compensatory pick. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, they, they traded for McCole Hardman, may have cost himself the compensatory pick, and now suddenly the other guy wearing number 17, who's a gadget player who's okay at returning punts, is now he can't he can't find a roster spot. Wild. We're all trying to find the guy who did this. Hey, 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 bring bring Keandre in. Bring Keandre in. <laughs> hey, hey, dog. I'm so mad. You still got that playbook? Where are all those people talking about the compensatory pick last week? Asking if I was still have the compensatory pick. You still got that playbook? What was uh so did that scouting report? Now, what can you say about Matt Dickerson? Is he as good as you? Now, be honest with me. What if we ran at him the entire game? Matt Dickerson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy that they chose over you, right? No, and not not the other guy that's been a six-round right? pick on Neil Farrell because he's not effing playing. I mean, they really let you go, huh? No, they didn't value. They didn't trust you. Look, I'm Sean Payton. I'm the most pettiest coach in the NFL, baby. Tell me what you got on Matt Dickerson. What are you doing wrong? What What do you say? Something? Did you say something to Coach? <laughs> What'd you say to Joe? What'd you say to Joe Cullen? <laughs> I want you to know that I'm a character right now, and that this is partly true and partly <laughs> fictitious. Okay. All I want you to know is I'm petty. Okay. My season's on the line, Keandre, and if you want a paycheck in November, I need you to tell me something about Matt Dickerson and where we can attack him in the run game so that we can keep getting the third and fours because have you seen our quarterback in third and eight plus? He's horrid, okay? So I need you to tell me, when does, when does, when does Matt Dickerson come onto the field? Tell me the rotation. We might get you a uniform if you tell us the right thing. I know we need to break, but seriously, even with all that, it, it wouldn't have worked if they didn't have to drive only like 20 yards and then like 30 yards and then like 50, 50 39, and 10 on the three touchdown drive. Better than that, man. 50, 39, and 10. I'm going to tell you this, Keandre. 50, 39, and 10? I would thought I was being hyperbolic. I Those are three touchdown drives. I'm, I'm going to tell you this, Keandre. We're going to make them pay for Matt Dickerson picking him over. We're going to make them pay. We're going to make them pay. You know what? It's not even Matt Dickerson's fault. But we're going to make them pay, yeah. okay? And tell me something about Leo Chanel. Mm-hmm. Tell, tell me something. Uh, this guy. He goes that way really well. Christensen, you know anything about him? <laughs> Sir, He's I like, do not. Oh. I do yeah, not yeah. know. I can honestly say, stand on a Bible, I don't even know who that dude is. Oh, he's the one Travis Kelsey punch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He seems like a punk. <laughs> I don't know. That's not my opinion. That's Keandre Coburn's opinion. I'm doing a character. Hey, hey, Keandre, I just want to say, if we get this dub, like I think we're gonna get this dub, because I'm petty. I want to be so petty. I mean, what if we put you at fullback? <laughs> no, we won't go that far. We won't go that far. We won't go that far. But if you could if you could tell us where Chris Jones is going to be on certain third downs, that would be a that would be a marvelous thing for us, because I'm coaching like my season's on the line, and I know they coaching like they don't a they don't care about you, b they coaching like they don't have any respect for us. And you know what? You can beat me 16 straight times 
what you're not going to do is beat me 17 because I'm Sean Payton and I'm petty. And I need to win this game like my entire season's on the line. Did you know Kevin James played me in a movie? In a movie! Did you cough on Patrick Mahomes like we talked about? (laughs) Cough on Patrick Mahomes? (laughs) So we're going to do a multifaceted plan so that we might score 24 points. These are Renee's old glasses from before she got LASIK, and I can't see anything. If if we're going to pay the bills, then we have to take a timeout, so let's do that now. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever feel like your brain is getting in its own way? Like you know what you should do, what's good for you, but you just can't do it? Therapy helps you figure out what's holding you back so you can work for yourself instead of against yourself. I personally have been talking to somebody for a few years now, and it's amazing how much better you'll feel by learning more about yourself through it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com KCSN today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash KCSN. We're brought to you today by Manscaped, who has taken a step up from Balloween to bring your face the cleanest shave it's ever seen. So this season, no need to toil or trouble. Manscaped is all new. Handyman is the best way to get rid of that stubble. Featuring a compact design and next-gen skin-safe technology, the Handyman was designed to give you that smooth finish without the mess of a traditional shave. Get the sweetest treats this Halloween by going to manscaped.com and use code KCSN for 20% off plus free shipping. The Beard Hedger is a high-tech piece of art in a travel size package with a long-lasting battery, universal charging, and a strong motor. There's no trick with this treat. Manscaped has you covered. Get 20% off and free shipping with code KCSN at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com with code KCSN. For a look as sweet as candy, get yourself the handyman from Manscaped. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So what else can we learn from any of this? We touched on the defense some. I'm honestly comfortable with that being the entirety of the defensive conversation because there there were there were some successful stretches of the Broncos running the football, 
Uh, but by and large, again, the three touchdown drives, 39 yards, 50 yards, and 10. The field goal at the end was a gift. These are all points off turnovers, essentially, um, or at least points off of poor field position. Um, the punt return didn't help all of that. Um, so if you have anything else you want to say on the defensive side, I'd say let's go ahead and go around the room and do it. That's mine. I've got way more things I'm way more interested and worried about from the offensive side still. Uh, uh, go ahead, Seth. You you weren't wrong that the this is the second week in a row that teams have utilized Spags' rotations against him a little mm-hmm. bit, which is interesting. The Chargers kind of weaponized it a bit, mm-hmm. um, and that's something that they're going to need to continue to pay attention <clears throat> to. So the Chargers utilized a ton of hurry up to keep the Chiefs into their in their base packages because the Chiefs have been so good, especially in their dime packages as well as their nickel packages. Um, and then also Spags kind of, and people have noticed this in previous years, he'll do kind of like a, a piecemeal swap out for people in, in terms of like, well, this is the drive that we're going to have, you know, Dickerson and someone else on the field instead of, you know, Chris Jones and Charles Menehu or, or Chris Jones and Derek Nadi or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, saw a lot of Matt Dickerson is all I'm saying. Guys. Saw a lot of Matt Dickerson. We saw a lot of Matt Dickerson. You saw a lot of Mike Edwards instead of Brian Cook. Yeah, and and, and and that's where Spags is. He's and and Edwards has played well, though. Whatever. So you saw Dickerson get picked up a little bit. Also, in addition to Bolton being out, Bolton's a good run stuffing mm-hmm. linebacker. It's one of the things he does really well. He was out. Tranquil was out for various snaps. Willie Gay Jr. was out for various snaps. Like like it's bad when I'm like seeing like the number of someone on the field. I'm like I have no idea who that is. Like that's less than ideal. And so they, they took advantage of some of that, but all in all, seriously, like Sneed got penalized a few times that I agree with, a few times that I don't, you know, it just is, because that really was, because even if when people are talking about, oh man, they're getting gashed in the run game, the biggest plays on those drives were deep balls or pass interference. They, it still wouldn't work if it was just run, 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 run. They had right. to multiple third longs, which they did with the deep passing game or penalties. And, and honestly, overall, that defense gets an even, this is the way I framed it, similar to week one. If in either of those weeks, the defense gets an even, not just Chiefs average offensive performance, but league average offensive performance, the Chiefs are undefeated if that happens. And the offense just couldn't give it to them. You, you don't win games where you turn the ball over five times. Even if the opponent turns it over once or twice, you just can't win games like that. Well, I think they lost the turnover margin by three. Was yeah, two to, two to five. Yeah, you, you can't win games that way, barring really freakish stuff happening, and Mahomes didn't have that. And that's where the I think a lot of people come back to the receiver conversation because it feels like the... Oh, no, excuse they, me, it was 5-1. Excuse me. I don't remember the, the second turnover, but I... I mean, that's really bad. If you... Winning a game where you lose the turnover battle by four is almost unheard of. It's borderline impossible to do. Because that's just possessions are one of the most important things that exist, which is why when it's, you know, you're on the opposing team's 42-yard line, for example, you don't, you know, punt on fourth and five. Get them, get them, Josh. Those, get them. Uh, Seth's got this one, man. No one no, get it, get it, 
those 32 yards aren't remotely as valuable as the possession, especially when your defense is overall playing very well. Like, people are like, oh, he's going to trust the defense and pin him back. No, trusting your defense is saying, I don't care if you get the ball at the 42 or the 10. I trust my defense. Hey, let me trust my offense a little bit now. I don't think he did, and I can understand why. That's but, my that, that's my that's my like offensive take is that Andy Reid doesn't like his own offense. Like he's just not he doesn't he doesn't want him out there either. Yeah, he doesn't like his own offense. But that's where giving up possessions is a big deal. Time of possession. I see your comment, Kobe Glenn Barnhart. That's a great name, honestly. Anyway, I, I tried to say it angrily, but that's wanna, a great name. You want to share the comment with the rest of us? Oh, he just says, while well, Seth saying time of possession matters, that's crazy. Because there's a lot of whys there. And he's he's joking around because this has been a bit, a long-running bit. And you really do have a great name. Like, that was hard to say angrily. Like, I, I got into it. I was like, man. Those are Patrick but Mahomes on the sideline. The number of possessions. The, the number of possessions is what matters. And that's where they gave away even the opportunity for that. And then it just, the, the field position game is a stupid one. If you trust your defense. And now the Chiefs, they're in a whole different world, and you could see it. So I don't have a lot to say about the defense. They you also trusted well. your defense that much. You could pin them back at the four-yard line on your red zone go attempts, like when it's third and two at the three, and you yep. could get a first down or score and just know you've got two plays. I mean, it's just that, so that's just like some Madden 101 stuff that like I actually don't even really have the patience to re-explain because go play Madden and you'll figure it out. I don't know why Andy Reid. The only yep. time the only time they went for it on fourth and short was when they were down twenty one to nine, and they had an absolute no chancer to to Travis Kelsey there. It was like a little kind of one of those little sprint out kind of things, right? I'm like there's, that was there's no covering this. Just, go ahead, do this fifty times. And, and that's the thing. That's one thing. Just on a side note, that makes the Chiefs short yardage woes at times really frustrating because we all know that Andy Reid has at least five in his bag that are. Just complete money. Then, but but the problem is, and I get why he does this. I really do. But he reserves him for, hey, Chad Henney, you're playing in the divisional game. We really need this fourth down conversion. This is going to work. Just don't panic. But then, but if here's the thing, if that's the case, play normal football. Yeah, just be normal. Normal. Why can't you be normal? Yeah, that that actually is the thing. Maybe it goes back to the back to the Matt Nagy thing of like he's a you know creative, uh, b- low boiling genius, and Eric Bieniemy is a loud, cursing, screaming running back at heart, and maybe that's the difference. And like you know, if you listen to Times Ours, you have to know how far we've gotten from God's light for me to be here. Just like run the football up the middle, just run some power football. Yeah, no, it's bad. That it's bad. We are we are a long ways away from our foundation, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Yes. But but this is what I tweeted last night, and and Matt Lane was on it, and the lab will talk later tonight, and I can't wait for that show too. Um, but we we were we both tweeted a couple of takes along these lines where I said that the offense felt stale and gimmicky yesterday, where it, it was the same stuff we've seen before, but it was all the little cutesy kind of like not and not even like he got too cute, but just all of that horizontal passing game stuff, all of the behind the line of scrimmage. Checkdowns and dump offs and flats and screens again, just all the the horizontal things and the different ways they come around. Uh, I'm, I'm it, sorry, I'm sorry, Jess, but they consider those part of the run game, and that's and that's, that's too bad that's because they issue. don't. They're not exactly it, when it works. Go ahead and consider it that it's a safe short yardage, try to pick mm-hmm. up kind of play. 
when that's working, I'm okay with it being included as part of the running game if it's a way to get your running backs the ball in space. That's not Isaiah Pacheco. And right now, it, it's not 2023 Jarek McKinnon either. Like, mm-hmm. we, it, it, it's not, these aren't swing passes to Kadarius Toney, which might be interesting if he was on the field, which he just isn't anymore. Um, which also we should do a quick note. We, Justin we, Ross, commissioner's exempt list. Go ahead. And we talked about it some last week. It's all out there now. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but I mentioned that because Kadarius Tony was the least snapped wide receiver on the Chiefs active roster yesterday, which yep. is a weird and just not thrilling no place sense. to be. Just makes no sense. Doesn't make any sense. Considering you need somebody to, you know, uh, wiggle. Yes. Or have break have a play that can break. Yes. You know? any, yes, absolutely. Yeah. So when and, and what what Matt said was it, it was just sort of ro- lobbing that Rolodex of of those types of plays because the simple concepts weren't working and, and haven't worked by and large for huge chunks of this season. And, and if that's, that's where you start case, talking about receivers too. Right. That that's when it all comes oh, together. And it's okay. Because if it's if it's also if hey, hey, if that's also being undercut by your offensive line, if it's being undercut by your tight end depth, if it's being undercut by your receivers, hell, if it's being undercut by your quarterback, you have a personnel problem. If it's being undercut by your coaches, you have a coaching problem. Right. And so I just there is such a a, a rolling ball of just the, the, this this snowball that's picking up, you know, just uh, uh, wild Arctic animals and rolling over cabins, and it's just this huge death ball. I don't know how to stop it. I don't know. Our YouTube title is "What's Wrong and How to Fix It." We know what's wrong. I don't know how to fix it because they seem unhappy with their football team. And and Patrick Mahomes is just stuck in a nightmare where he has to play Harlem Globetrotters basketball. And I would love a drive to the paint. Uh, I'm the the the, the the last the last thing I'll say about that's kind of related to the defense and the fact that it's a team sport. It's the ultimate team sport. The defense, offense, and sometimes occasionally the special teams have to work in concert with one another, and that is where coaching um, really can be evaluated in a sense. So this really comes down to one player in my mind, and he talked to us after the game, and I kind of felt bad for him because I was like, "Well, Justin, you guys gave up." A season high twenty four points, yeah. but even as I'm saying this in this question, that is just hilarious because it's not really your fault. So Justin Reed, this and this happens to you as, as the safety, right? Hey, they're gonna throw a deep shot, and two out of the three times, it's usually a successful play for the offense. Either the guy catches it, or he gets a pass interference. Jerry Judy probably had his best catch of the year against Justin Reed. Justin Reed's in perfect position, and I want to get beat deep, but also I want to contest the catch, but also I don't want to get too physical because that's an automatic pass interference. Jerry G makes a whole, just a hilariously great catch. Hey, tip your cap. All right. In the second half, Justin Houston says, or excuse me, Justin Reed says, okay, I got it. And I'm going to time the jump, and I'm going to block a field goal, and that is supposed to ignite the offense to do their job. Cause I did something that was abnormal. Okay. Hey, they got me on one deep play that led to a touchdown. Hey, that's football, but you know what? I'm going to do my job on the second part of this. And I'm going to make a game momentum swinging play on my own on special teams. So, Hey, we're going to stop them. We're going to force them to kick a long field goal. I'm going to time the count immediately. And I'm going to block the, the field goal. It's one of the, best plays that will immediately get lost a month from now you can't punt after that you just you just can't yeah 
And that what it tells me is it is a lack of respect from the entire coaching staff to players down. They, it took, one of the best parts yesterday was me and Sam McDowell from the Kansas City Star are in the locker room, or, we're, or this is before we go in the locker room, and I'm just having like, you know, just a fun conversation. How are we trying to, you know, uh, summarize this crazy, odd, weird game? And I said, look, Sam, we found the answer. And Sam goes, what do you mean? It took 17 games. It took 17 games for them to disrespect the Broncos enough that their lack of respect led to them losing. Because if it's any other team, I would argue, not in a Broncos uniform, in a conference game or a divisional game that has weighted importance, you cannot punt there after Justin Reed pulls off one of the most remarkable plays that you will forget a month from now because you chose not to go for it on, as I check my notes here, fourth and five from the 42-yard line, which is essentially no man's land. Or you have an amazing field goal kicker who's been perfect this season in altitude. Might want to use him. Let Harrison, I would rather they have attempted, okay, you're on the 42-yard line. It's, by the way, it's 14-9. So if you kick a field yeah. goal, uh, it, you, you, so would, you would still be in a in a very close it, game. But It's obviously. just as obvious of a ghost situation as you're going to find outside of the red zone, and the Chiefs fail those all the time. So and, that's what And analytically, it, it, the analytics tell you, probably want to go for it. The analytics yeah. on this one tell you, Sorry, you had to ask? That's honestly, like, it's like plus yes. 6% or something. It's really a yeah. number. So the coaching staff, or the coach, did a disservice to the player. That being Justin yep. Reed. Justin Reed gave you a chance. Did a disservice to Patrick Mahomes, to Travis Kelsey. We're not, we not even go. I'm not even talking about the offense, Josh. He did All a right. disservice to one of his defensive leaders who made a really, really nice play to change the momentum or to potentially change the outcome of the game. In the second half, when again, as I said earlier, possessions matter. And you just wasted a possession because it's fourth and five from the 42-yard line. And let's pin them back, which didn't work. And you made your defense have to work harder uh, when your defense slash special teams actually made a play to make it easier on the offense and give them a short field that you chose not to go for. I think if it's any other team, not name the Denver Broncos, they go for it in that situation. But you know what? They don't respect the Denver Broncos. And the Denver Broncos said, finally, it took us 16 tries, but you're not going to disrespect us enough that we won't make you pay for it. And look, they, you know, I think the coaching staff, I think the players, it's hard to be a human and be like, well, we beat them 16 straight times. We'll just beat them again. That's the third quarter. It's kind of getting late. Ah, We can just punt them and We'll get the ball back and we'll score. And ah, yeah, yeah. Andy, we got stuck in autopilot. Yeah, right. And, I mean, and look, it took 17 games for their disrespect to not to actually bite them. And I thought that that was fascinating. Was like, well, you know, the quarterback needs some support because you know he's playing with flu-like symptoms, and no one wants to support him at a high enough level outside of 87, who's being triple covered late in the fourth quarter, and also. The coaching staff, I mean, they don't think they can score again, right? Yeah, just punt it back. Just punt it back to them, you know? And it caught up to them. And, you know, that's that's the that's the ebbs and flows of a long season. I know people have said, well, this reminds me of the Colts game. True, but, like, 
didn't have Harrison Bucker. You know, they didn't. They didn't this was a healthy bully. This is a divisional this healthy game. Chiefs team, a divisional yeah. game where the only real injury of of terrible no was Patrick Mahomes having. Yeah. So that's what yeah. were you gonna say? You, I'm, I'm apoplectic. <laughs> um, I, I think, I hope that Nate's right. That part of it was foolishness, um, due to the the opponent. You you telling me if the Miami Dolphins have a fourteen to nine win next week in Germany on fourth and five from the opponent's forty two yard line, you're punting. Tell me that's happening in the third. It's decisions on fourth down that flummox me with some regularity. Late in the third quarter. You Let me out. Here's, here's what I here's what I do think happens that matters. I think if the Dolphins are up seven nothing and the Chiefs have the football on the three yard line, um, I think they kick a field goal. Mm, okay. I think they make a seven three again. So because uh, what what evidence has Andy Reid given me to to think that he would make the right decision there? Why not make the right decision there? I, it, that just well, I'm, I'm not I'm saying just... you're wrong, Nate, but I am saying it doesn't make any bleeping sense. Not that right. what no. you said didn't make and, sense, but that line of thinking for an NFL coaching staff is insane to me. With it the best ex- quarterback on the planet, it Theoretically, would explain it would explain a variety of things that are mystifying to me. <laughs> the skeleton, so, yeah, the skeleton is out. So here's what I would just say. Depressed skeleton. I'm not particularly worried because I disagree with Andy Reid's decision on fourth down, right? That I, I've been, Andy's better now with that stuff, I think, than he was a decade ago, but he's still not, that's not how he wins games. <laughs> what I'm concerned about for me is right now, I am watching on the first drive of the game. Patrick Mahomes drop back the pass and look around and then look around and then look around some more and then finally scramble, look around after scrambling down the field and then finally just shake off two defenders and get convert a first down on second and eight. It was a 12-second snap. In, within the, the, the framework of the game, on the first drive, there were two 12-second snaps. Where there was, based on what I can see, nobody open. Now, someone might say, you know, well, he had he had Jared McKinnon on one where he was starting to run on. Yeah, he started. The, the reality there is, if you really slow it down, McKinnon starts to break deep right as Mahomes is lowering the ball to throw it out of bounds, and that's where those boom boom things happen. Those bang bang plays, you just can't. I, I maybe he could have anticipated McKinnon going deep, but maybe not. I, that's just a tough one. For me, that is much more, I'm much more worried that they think that they have the personnel to do what they want to do with the receiver group, and I'm not sure they do. And here, because the big thing is, we all know that Sky Moore was a big part of their plans this year. We all know that Kadarius Tony was a big part of their plans this year. Neither of those guys are working out. Sky Moore's snap count is going down. Kadarius' snap count has cratered. They don't. I don't think they trade anything for McCole Hardman if either of those guys are really working out. And my concern is, if I take a look at things that Andy Reid has in the past struggled with at times, he's the same guy every day, right? Yes, that is, no, that's that's huge. One, that, that is one of his greatest assets as a head. Absolutely. It's a huge strength that can occasionally be a weakness because we can, well, 
he he really is. You know, like we talk about, well, he puts too much. They're putting too much on Patrick Mahomes. I think Andy Reid at times puts more on too much on himself too. It's like, well, no, I got to be better. If I call a better game, we win. If I do this, if I do this, I would just say, if Rasheed Rice continues to get better and they they tweak a few things schematically, I think the offense certainly can be better and more consistent. Certainly, we're 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 a week removed from from Mahomes spreading the ball out to everyone and going full fire-breathing dragon. But it feels like it's reliant too much on Mahomes having the ability to flip that switch. And, you know, maybe he'll have a flu. Maybe he'll just be really good that day instead of unbelievably good. And this is his worst supporting cast in terms of receivers that he's had. And that's where the funny thing to me is, it's like, well, he just lost Juju Smith-Schuster. That the fact that that's a kind of borderline devastating loss tells you something about this because last year, and I started to say this at the beginning, teams couldn't really play zone against them because you had two guys that could shred zone consistently. Now you've only got one, mm-hmm. and other guys, there's kind of a coin flip at times, and you still don't have anyone who can beat man besides Travis Kelsey. Rasheed Rice needs to work on working leverage against corners. I don't know why they're not trying to use him as a boundary guy more when you look at his acceleration. But, I mean, whatever. Like, that's where, to me, it feels like the one thing, it's a huge strength of Andy Reid that he's the same guy. That's the strength 98% of the time. It's that 2% of the time where it can be problematic. And my fear is they set this course, and now they're going to fly it right into the sun if they're not careful. (laughs) Because they had a plan. That plan is not working. Do they think they can scheme and execute their way and kind of force that plan to work. That's my fear because now it's probably a good thing I don't run an NFL team because if it were me, I'd be panicky and calling, you know, I'd be I'd be calling the Cardinals and say, hey, you've got Hollywood Brown. He can separate against man at all three levels of the field and is a legit deep threat. What do you want? Now, it's a good thing I don't run a uh, a team because I'd be too reaction. It really is, <laughs> but there is. Yeah, you might have bleeped around and accidentally drafted an outside wide receiver in the thirty second yeah. pick in twenty twenty. Who knows? Who knows what I might have done? Maybe I. Maybe you know. There, there's like that. Time, right? little that's that's Seth, the thing. There's Seth doesn't want to be reactionary. Seth doesn't want to equate himself to Jerry Jones, but he's getting there. <laughs> yeah, but but there's a the problem is you can be under reactionary too. To where you basically are like looking at a problem, being like, "Oh no, no, I think it's going to be fine." I, you know, I, I don't really see too much of an issue here. Well, I think I can scheme my way out of this because you're kidding yourself about what a guy has actually shown, as opposed to what his potential is. And I'm a pretty optimistic guy. Yeah. So, so let me make let me make one point of optimism and one point of dread. What do you want first, <laughs> Josh? What do you want first that we know is true on both sides? Of what I'm about to say. Let's go. Let's go. Good news first. Go ahead and get optimistic with us. We've been pretty, pretty down today. Patrick Mahomes had the flu. It's true. The coaching staff gets better as the season gets along. Your hopes up. We have. We will know. We have. We have facts and evidence of that. Uh, we have. We have. We have facts that not Andy Reid can. Coach if I may coaches. nitpick. If okay. I may nitpick. Okay. Okay. Not this coaching staff. I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. That's fair. I would too, evidence. but it is a different coaching staff. Just a little bit. And the attention to detail, as people have said in the comments, is lacking at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't get around that one, but <laughs> yeah. can't put any spin on that. 
yeah, it's just, just, just not working. Oh, uh, what I can spin is that the coaching staffs tend to get better as the season goes along. We have evidence of this. Your team that you root for has been in the AFC Championship game five straight years. So, hey, one loss in October, albeit late October versus early October. Hey, you know what? I get it. What last year's team did is get flat out embarrassed against the Indianapolis Colts. Very next week, they beat the living daylights out of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hey, that guy, Bob Miller, is really good. You know what we're not going to do next week? We're not going to let Nick Bosa beat us. And we're going to put 40 on the San Francisco 49ers. So the coaching staff gets better as the season goes along, understands their players, massages some things, calls better plays, gets more fundamentally sound, and the players respond. So history would say at some point, Sky Moore is going to have a turn. I don't know when. But history suggests even Sky Moore, who's had a terrible season, by expectation, will get better as the season goes along because the coaching staff gets better as the season goes along. Do you want the dread now? Yes. This is not what Kansas City Chiefs that you and you and you and you just start acknowledging it now, guys. If the Miami Dolphins get up two scores in Germany, are the Chiefs coming back? Because the dread in me says, no, this offense is not built to come from behind from double-digit deficits because the first time they were put in that scenario in week eight, they stunk. So you're going to have to play more defense-first football as we get to real football, which is Thanksgiving, which is the weather getting colder, which it was yesterday, which is... Hey, sometimes you're going to have to eat that football instead of staring Sky Moore down until somebody forces you to fumble the football. This is not the Chiefs team that can come back in two scores in the second half. They don't have the weaponry to do that, even with the quarterback having the potential to play at all world levels. So that is the dread. What you just learned yesterday that is a fact until proven otherwise, and it's unfortunate that the Miami Dolphins are the very next team on the schedule. If they get up two scores, they will house you. So the coaching staff kind of needs to understand that because yesterday they acted like, oh, he's done it 20,000 times. And I understand that because humanistically, he's done it 20,000 times. But also, they ran an up-tempo offense and sure, they got down the field. But the guy dropped the most perfect pass of the game. So there's the optimism. They will get better as the season goes along. But I don't think you should trust them if they're down two scores to a legitimate opponent. Because when they were down two scores to a legitimate opponent that they disrespected yesterday, they got their butts whooped. Good. Seth, last week we talked about the Chargers game being, the, at least for me, was the most confident I had been in the Chiefs as a legitimate Super Bowl contender. And now I have had this dread wash over me that realizes the Chiefs being down by 14 points is no longer the tied game that it used to be. Yep. Um, I, I actually, Nate, to, to pick a very specific little portion of that, I believe that the Chiefs defense will give the offense chances 
to get that game back even again. But I don't necessarily yeah, believe that's, that's point. that the offense is going to take that advantage, which is sort of devastating because they the offense had chances way later into the game than they deserved yesterday, and they kept getting them. So, Seth, go ahead, and as we kind of... I got one more thing I want to throw at you guys, but with, with that feeling last week to this feeling this week, consistency has been kind of the word of the day. Yes. What... What matters more? What what will you spend more time thinking about as that Dolphins game comes up? It really is the the consistency issue and the the weaponry and whether or not they have the ability to find um, who they are on offense. Um, their tackles aren't really grinded out run blockers the way they were last year, and with some injuries to the tight end room, they don't seem as comfortable with the three tight end sets because. Uh, Blake Bell just isn't. Jody Fortson was holding this whole thing together, wasn't? He? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> and so, uh, um, for me, it really it's kind of interesting. It's like they took the Tyreek Hill plan to replace his production in the aggregate, and then they tried to do it again with Juju Smith-Schuster. And eventually, you can only break down things into <laughs> ad, you know aggregate disparate parts so many times. Before eventually, it's not going to work. Like you, you need the you need someone to at least be at a certain level of competency besides Travis Kelsey. And I think Rasheed Rice can be that guy, but he's gonna go through ebbs and flows as a rookie. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I'm super encouraged by the snap counts with Rice. You can tell they want him on the field more. You can tell that they he's getting he's getting more targets. I think he's already surpassed Sky Moore's totals from last year. So that's great. For Rasheed Rice, I just don't... They, they had a plan. That plan has not come to fruition. And now they've got... they got about a month before they need to... Abort plan? Yeah. Well, they need to come up with a new plan. Or, or, or adjust to just their own... Their yeah, they got to they adjust understanding, hey, okay, we tried this. It didn't work. Okay. How long before you see, okay, what are the adjustments? And just keep in mind, We've seen this play before. By the end of 2021, the offense looks better now than it did in the first half of 2021. Not 2022, 2021. Um, keep that in mind. They were four and four. They'd had some. They'd had a couple of big games, but they'd also had some real unbelievable stinkers. Way worse than what they've had here. They'd had multiple games like the one we just saw, and they started to adjust. I expect them to start to adjust. My my concern is. Scheme can only do so much. And I just haven't seen anything from guys not named Rice and Watson, honestly. Um, to tell me like that they can they can continue to push things forward. So that's my kind of they just don't have an identity on offense. They can't do the things that they really want to do. And and this is the idea. You you said Maddie uh made a comment that like the simple stuff doesn't seem to be working. And that's problematic if you don't have guys you can trust to execute the simple stuff. You can trust Watson and MVS to execute the simple stuff, but you can't trust them to separate on short and intermediate routes. You just can't. That's not who they are. And you can... Who do you trust to do that? And that's the thing. They, I don't know if they have a body in the room that can do that basic stuff that Juju did last year. And wouldn't that just be devastating if the loss of an average wide receiver two was really because that's you start pulling at the thread enough 
right? But he was he was he was playing on a contract year, and he was consistent with the quarterback he wanted to play, who picked up the system faster than his yep. peers at the time, um, and was proven to be a star before his body started to deteriorate his skill level. Right, um, and you're seeing that now, obviously in 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 New England, and it's unfortunate, but that's that is a pure that is a that is a great example to tell you how fast the league changes, how fast this sport goes. Because, and I do agree with Andy on this point. Andy Andy alluded to it yesterday, but he said, you know, you're, if you're off an inch, it can equate to being a mile difference, and throughout even just, and I know we said, hey, they should run the ball more. Orlando Brown, when he got on the edge, he made he he made people hurt. Uh, they ran a couple pitches, sweeps, whatever you want to call them, outside plays to get Pacheco the ball in in space with blockers in front of him, and Donovan Smith whiffed. Mm-hmm. It's just nothing, it's nothing like so. Again, sometimes the play call is accurate, and Donovan Smith doesn't get a hand on a single defender, even though he's in position to create either a cutback lane or to or to seal off the edge for Pacheco. And um, you know, it's not just Juju. It's Juju, it's Orlando Brown being in the system for multiple years. It's Andrew Wiley being in the system his entire NFL career. Um it's a it's a multitude of it's obviously Eric Bienemy and his coaching points just obviously being different than Matt Nagy's. That's not to say one guy is philosophy is better than the other it's just different with a different collection of players who are also younger this team continues to get younger year after year which makes coaching harder and harder because you have less guys who've been in the system as long to help piece together um what to expect from the young guys as the season moves along so i mean look it's it's a multitude of things um but they're asking a lot out of their quarterback who had flu-like symptoms. I just cannot get that out of my mind. Where he had flu-like symptoms and the opponent finally figured out, why don't we just triple-team this dude? Why don't we just play 8 on 10 and see if we can get away with it? And they got away with it. So um, they're going to have to be more consistent to Seth's point. And I, do, I, I, I just think fans... For as much as our eyes tell us that, man, he dropped the pass, or man, what is Mahomes doing? Or man, like, it's a coaching issue that I just want Josh Briscoe to light a flame on a coaching staff that he doesn't trust. And that's okay, even though they've shown over the course of time that, like, they get better as the season goes along. But right now, they didn't coach with the level of expertise or the level of I think of urgency the way that Sean Payton coached. Sean Payton coached like we have to win this game, and the Chiefs didn't coach that way. And, you know, humans are humans. Like, You know the last time you said that to us, Nate? Sure. You know, I remember the last time we talked about this thing almost verbatim. I thought you made incredible points along those exact same lines of one coaching staff said this game bleeping matters. Matters, yes. And one coaching staff said this is just another game. Mm Mm-hmm. Thursday night, banner drop, loss number one, 0-1 yep. to start the season. I mean, there there was some post-game stuff, too, about being flat, not not a good energy, being on their yep. heels or whatever. I mean, that's stuff that the, the two Reeds and Mahomes each mentioned, yep. and I, I've thought about that a lot. This this felt like another game where the Chiefs and the Chiefs coaching staff had less urgency and worse energy than the opposing coaching staff did, and the opposing team altogether did. I, mm-hmm. I really don't want to make it about 
specific coaches because we don't really know exactly how all those pieces fit together. Um, Seth, last thing for you, for me at least, because Nate just touched on this. I just wanted to ask what you thought about the offensive line. Um, and again, Nate just ended up segueing us into that beautifully. But early on, and this is totally, this is anecdotal for me. So please tell me if I'm wrong. But early on, it was like, hey, Mullins has some time. He's back there surveying. Nowhere to go with the ball. That's concerning. But like, you know, there's there's a pocket there. Late in the game, Mahomes was leaving pockets that weren't completely broken down yet. Um, and also was leaving pockets that were breaking down in real time, it seemed like to me. Um, I don't know if the Broncos changed things at halftime. I don't know if that's just a fourth quarter thing, whatever. Um, but what what was your view of the O-line there uh, as as Mahomes tries to figure? He just seemed jittery and unsettled again, and I, I hate seeing that version of Mahomes. Um, he looked that way to me, too. It, it resembled what we saw from him a couple weeks ago. I don't. I don't think that's entirely line related. Like, I, I don't want to beat a dead horse and go back to the same thing over and over again. If it's mostly about him not finding guys he wants downfield, I, I, I think, think he's not. I think he's more. not seeing what he likes, or he's not trusting what he sees, and that's making him a little more jittery. The mm. protection wasn't perfect, but I think you combine that with the occasional. You know, Donovan Smith had some bad snaps. We know who he is and and who he is not. Um, but overall, I thought the protection, and, and I'll, I'll chart that this week. Overall, I think the protection was was pretty solid. Um, when you look, you know, in, in the fourth quarter, when you're down two scores in the fourth quarter, it's really hard to have good protection because they are just coming for you and coming for you and coming for you. So uh, I didn't see too much from the offensive line that I'm necessarily really discouraged about, to be honest. And that's been kind of... I think that's been like a new thing for Chiefs fans is like you see these things and it's like, wait, this isn't about the line. This is maybe about the weapons. And again, this is not, it's not a zero sum game. There's, there's a little bit of yes in there for both. You know, I, I do think they could, they could protect better, um, but you can always protect better. I don't think Mahomes trusts what he's seen right now. And that's again, the consistency thing. I don't think he trusts what he's seen. Even when he kind of likes what he's seen, he's not sure. Mm-hmm. And that's that's been a problem for him, and it's something that he's going to have to adjust to yet again. I I just I will say I'm just a little tired of hearing about how Mahomes has got to continually adjust to this and this and this and this, which that's part of being a long term dominant franchise quarterback. Your situation's always going to morph and ebb and flow, but you would hope that it wouldn't have a continual kind of downslope. Um, so that that I hope that was a, a decent answer. I know we've gone over already. But mostly, I, I, I'm genuinely worried about the weapons. We'll see what happens against Miami. It's a, it's a, it's a week to week fluctuation in the NFL, and we know that. I do think the reason why this one felt so bad is it felt like, <clears throat> and Josh, I think you tweeted a version of this, is that this game felt like all the things we were concerned about, even as the Chiefs were stacking up wins, happened at once, and they lost. And so it's easy to treat that as like a confirmation, like, oh, these are these are fatal flaws. These can be fatal flaws against a vastly inferior team. I actually I I moved that over to my little notes over here because I think it's I think it is the summary of how I feel even now, which is my official take is that this game showed a bunch of the Chiefs' major flaws that we've discussed for months, and lots of people should get a slice of the blame pie. It's an embarrassing and frustrating loss that should spark some self-evaluation. Chiefs 30, Dolphins 27. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just it. That's all it'll take, that right? Is, and the Dolphins going to the bye, sole possession of the AFC. You, you, 
that was like a Simone Biles just landing. <laughs> just where you're just like, is that CGI? And you're like, no, that's real. That woman don't move. She got the strongest ankles I'd ever seen. Oh my God, Simone Biles, which by the way, uh, somebody was like, why are we talking about Simone Biles being a Packers fan? Have you seen Jordan Love? She can't get a TV, she can't get any TV time. Cause the man is getting worse. Like, ugh, like the Packers not being good is hurts my soul. That's way. a good point. It's very weird. Like Simone Biles can't get on television because they hate winning. Nobody Even though has the pack. Have you seen her ankles? Oh my god, how can she do that open four routine so well? Oh, on that literal note, that perfect note that Nate just hit, uh, you can read Seth's quick review of some of the uh, the Chiefs wide receiver issues and the consistency issues and all of that already up in the Chief from the North newsletter. Uh, judging by Seth's eye placement the back half hour of the show, I do think he has the all 22 now, uh, which I also think he revealed by talking about that one uh, Mahomes rap. Oh, you're just watching that on the uh, on the broadcast you said? Getting your, getting your Kevin Harlan on? All right, all right, baby. I, having having that crew is a blessing. It really um, is. I, I did appreciate that at least. And Nate's post game article, um, with some wonderful musical bookends, Nate. That you 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 got a chicken bleep and you made a good chicken salad out of it. Um, the, Thank just, you, sir. Because there's it's good stuff if you've not read that yet up on the athletic. But the the bookend really got me specifically. Yeah. And. I, uh, I, it was funny to, uh, you know, I watched NFL Live and Laura Ruffridge like, like shouted it out. And I was like, see, that's what I'm talking about. I didn't see that. That's exciting. Yeah. She was like, oh, yeah, by the way, they played Taylor Swift Shake It Off. And I was like, you might have read that somewhere. Shout out to you, Laura. I see what you're doing, baby. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. Work. You got to have that prep work. And um, when... read that stuff and then you can just talk us until we're out, Nate. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, check out theathletic.com. Uh, Germany. Can't wait. Oh, can't wait. Um, lastly, I just got my hair stuck in my hoodie zipper. Ah, I mean, oh, oh. I just, I have enough to get stuck in a zipper, Seth. I don't know what to tell you. All right, so I so I told you. Don't isolate that audio. <laughs> or do, man. It's, it's roasted it's, anyway. It's too late. Thank you all for watching. Thank you. Back all in the hood. Me. Uh, yes, Neil. I will see you in lovely Frankfurt. If anybody has Frankfurt tips, send them to your boy. Now, I told you about seeing Urban Meyer on a Saturday morning. <laughs> that was a bit odd. Uh, for the life of me, I was like, can I just inform this man who 99 on the Rams is? Can I just inform <laughs> him that 99 on the Rams is Aaron Donald? You know, Hall of Fame player. You, I know you're not coaching Jacksonville anymore, and that was in a story in our publication. I'm sure you saw it, but, like, he's kind of good. Anyway, so if that happened, let me tell you the strangest thing on Sunday. It was not the fact that it didn't snow. It was not the fact that Patrick Mahomes played a flu game that wasn't a flu game or the flu game that you never want to remember. It was the idea that um, in the locker room, while it's, it's one of the most spacious visitor locker rooms I've ever seen, and, you know, you see guys, it's quiet, people taking things off. You know, who are we going to get? You know, um, 
all right, Sky Moore doesn't want to look at me. That's fine. You know, that's fine. That's his prerogative. I get it. You know, Drew Tranquil, I'm going to turn the other way because you just look really upset right now and you haven't even taken your uniform off and the game's been over 20 minutes. Okay, where are you going to go? And so I have to play coverage. You know, I have to play man-to-man. I can't let him get – I can't get out leverage. I can't let him go outside on me, okay? I've identified who I want to talk to, who's been a very nice gentleman, and now I got to play DB to this wide receiver. And he started, he started, he started taking that fade route. And I was like, I got to pin him against the sideline. I got to pin him. This, this brings me back. All right, Mike Quiz Valdez Kimlin, I can't let you go. I, 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 I have to, I have to pull your neck like the DB did. <laughs> and then as we're interviewing him, he says, Hey, look, my fumble, unacceptable. Hey, it's not the Super Bowl. It's a long season. Totally get it. Hey, we got to help out our quarterback. Great, man. Marquez Valdez Stanton, Scanlon, stand-ups guy, um, professional athlete, been through the good, been through the bad. And my head just said, come on, Nate, come on, come on. Don't get nervous. Don't get nervous. Don't let him get outside leverage again. Hey, dog, did he try to murder you on that interception? Because <laughs> it looked like he tried to murder you. But you know what? I'm going to be a professional. That's not really the story of today. But can you get hell like that with the ball in the air? Like, like, did he murder? He, he tried to be. Did he try to muck you? Um, what the refs don't don't ask that question. We not worrying about that. We worrying about a six and two team that stinks. That is also number one in its division, number one in its conference, and will probably be in the AFC Championship game again. But also, did he? try to assault you with the ball in the air. And he got away with it, right? Don't ask that question. Don't ask that question. How many times in my head did I want to ask Mark Wisnaldis Caitlin, did he get assaulted? But I was professional enough to not do it. Did you ask him to come back to the microphone? Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.